This is Jerry Rochelle, and you're listening to On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to episode 55 of On Screen and Beyond. Brian Zemrak with you. We got a show for you today. Our guest on today's show is an actress who played Jan Brady on the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. It's Jerry Rochelle, and she was the replacement for the actress who played Jan Brady on the regular Brady Bunch series. Of course, that was Eve Plum, and she is affectionately become known as the fake Jan. And that's coming up later right here on On Screen and Beyond on our interview segment. But uh, we also have a few things we want you to know about. We also have another episode coming out tomorrow on On Screen and Beyond. And uh, this being the final week of May, we're going to bring you a little something special. And, uh, you know, we've had guests such as Tanya S. Halling, a director who will be uh, heading the story of Bonnie and Clyde, starring Hilary Duff later on next year. And Lee Majors, the $6 million man, Rosemarie of the Dick Van Dyke Show, Dorothy DeBorba of Our Gang fame, and Oscar winner Cliff Robertson, Richard Tyson of Kindergarten Cop, and... Something About Mary, Channing Chase of Madman, uh, Stephanie Powers of The Girl from Uncle and Heart to Heart, Rainy Rodriguez from Paul Blart Mall Cop, and now Jerry Rochelle of the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. And that's all in the last three weeks. It is unbelievable the amount of people we have had on our show. And we're going to give you one more. On our next episode, number 56, we will feature... A young actor who is one of ABC's new, brand new fall sitcoms, Rico Rodriguez, joins us tomorrow on On Screen and Beyond. He's going to be in the show Modern Family coming out next fall on ABC, and he's going to talk about that. He's going to talk about the shows he's been on. He's going to talk about Jimmy Kimmel and uh, Ed O'Neill, who's going to be in the um, TV show he's gonna he's in and uh, it's it's a great little show you great you know, little interview with him and you want to see that tomorrow so check that out and uh, right now let's get into remake madness right here on on screen and beyond Please hang up and try again remake madness it looks like my fair lady is heading toward a remake in 2010 and it's rumored that Kira Knightley will play the role of Eliza Doolittle this time around. And in development is a remake of The Dirty Dozen for 2012. The original was a 1967 film that starred Lee Marvin, Ernest Borgnine, Charles Bronson. Big movie. We'll see what they're going to do with that one. And in 2011, it's the date for the remake of Hellraiser. The original was a 1987 film uh, from Clive Baker. And it featured, uh, you know, that walking pinhead guy, the pin cushion guy. And uh, that's about it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on Screen and Beyond, upcoming movies. Upcoming movies, it looks like Tom Hank is rumored to be part of a new Barry Levinson movie. And it's called Boone's Lick with Juliana Moore. And it's set for a 2010 release. It's about uh, a family on a covered wagon and everything. And it's uh, something a little different. 
to check out. September 10th, 2010 is the proposed release of Guardians of Gahul. And it stars Hugh Jackman. It's uh, just rumored that he's going to be in it. It's an animated film. He's going to be lending his voice. It's about a young barn owl who is kidnapped by an owl, the Owls of St. Aggie's. And it's an orphanage, and it's where they get the young owls and they're brainwashed to become soldiers. So get ready for that one. And that's coming out, uh, as I said, in 2010. And that's about it for upcoming movies. Coming up next, we're going to go down to the streets of Sequel City and see what's going on there, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Sequel City, it looks like 2011 is the date for the next Star Trek sequel as it uh, gets ready for the crew of the Enterprise to embark on a whole new adventure. Just out in theaters, doing a big, booming business, they're going to have the sequel coming out in 2011. The Chronicles of Riddick is headed for a sequel set for 2012. Journey to the Center of the Earth with Brandon Fraser is looking for a 2011 release in theaters. And there may be a Fanboys 2 on the way. It's said they are currently working on a script, and we'll let you know how that works out as soon as we hear more. And that's about it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, August 18th is the date for the release of Dexter, the third season, with an approximate 600 minutes of viewing. And Californication, season two, will arrive on DVD on August 11th. It stars, of course, David Duchovny, and it's a Showtime series. Also on August 11th, look for 90210, the first season, as the new 90210 crew makes their way to DVD for the first time and look out for a few of the original people. And uh, they show up in an episode here and there. And it's, of course, this is a remake of that show. And that's about it for TV on DVD. Coming up next, movies on DVD from On Screen and Beyond. Well, movies on DVD on June 9th. Fired Up comes to DVD. It's about two jocks who uh, join the cheerleading squad to get the girls. And on June 16th, Tyler Perry's Medea Goes to Jail makes its way into stores as the old lady ends up in jail this time. And on June 23rd, look for Inkheart with Brandon Fraser and Paul Bettany. And uh, they make their way into DVD with that one. That's about it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next, we have our interview with the fake Jan. <laughs> it's uh, Jerry Rochelle. She, of course, played Jan Brady on the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. It was after, in the 70s, after the original Brady Bunch show was no longer on, which was a half-hour show. They then went to um, into a variety show, and it was uh, sort of like they were trying to... Um, Make it like the Brady Bunch had uh, his father. The father quit his job to become, uh, you know, the manager and part of the acting group for these kids as they went off there on their way for a variety show. And uh, this was the, the girl who played Jan Brady. And it's coming up next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> Do 
Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is an actress who is part of the Brady Bunch history. She played Jan Brady on the Brady Bunch Variety Hour back in 1976. It's Jerry Rochelle. Welcome to the show, Jerry. Thank you very much, Brian. I'm so glad to be here. Well, it's good to have you on the show. And now we'll get into your Jan Brady thing in, in a few minutes, but uh, what we usually like to do is find out how did you first get into the business and how old were you when you started? Well, I was uh, six years old when I started. Um, my mom had put me into acting classes and dancing classes and um, at Melodyland Theater in Anaheim, which is, was across the street from Disneyland. And uh, they were having auditions there for The Sound of Music. So I went to uh, some auditions, and I tried out for Gretel, and I got the part of Gretel. Hmm. Uh, but then the lady that was hired to uh, do the main part and in the sound of music, brought five of her own kids with her, and one she had a daughter my age, so she said she would only do it if her daughter could play the part. So I became the understudy, but then that was perfect for me because one day when I was backstage, um, I was asked, uh, I was getting a drink of water, and this gentleman walked up, says, "Oh, who's this uh, lovely girl belong to?" And uh, my mom said, "Oh, she's my she's my daughter." Because I'd love to get her into acting. She's just adorable. You know, here's my card, you know, and call me. So um, my mom waited a week and then called him, and that's how my whole showbiz career started. Hmm. When you were talking about Disneyland and all those things, you started singing in a group called the Sand Dabs, I understand? And you played at uh, theme, yes. parks? Uh -huh. uh, theme parks? rather. Yeah, we, we did like Magic Mountain, and we did uh, Knott's Berry Farm, and we did USO clubs and NCO clubs, uh, private parties. We did um, Apple's Way, an episode on Apple's Way, yeah. and uh, we were country rock, and I believe I started that band probably when I was 13 to 15 years old. Wow. Now, did you play, did you just sing, or did you play an instrument? I played guitar, but um, I was the lead singer, so I really never played my guitar with the band. Uh, I would play that if I went out and performed on my own. Hmm. Yeah. Now, I understand you were also under contract with Mattel Toys and other companies for commercials? Uh, yes, I was under contract with Mattel, and uh, I ended up doing uh, 10 Mattel toy commercials. And I did my final one when I was 12 years old called Rock Flowers. Um, it was my going away present. Um, they made the doll Heather to look like me with the long blonde hair because I was starting to outgrow the toys. <laughs> now, now, what were some of the other uh, toys and, and thing products that you uh, were advertising? Oh well, gosh, I, I've, I've done at least 40. Uh, wow. Let's see, I did a series of commercials for crispy wheats and raisins, uh, yeah. and they were uh, Wizards of Oz themed, and I was Dorothy, although I looked just like Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> and let's How see, did they come I, up with that? <laughs> I don't know. I looked exactly like Alice in Wonderland. Uh, it, was, it was crazy. And then um, they wanted me to be 13 in them, but I really started doing them when I was 19. Wow. So by the time I was 22... Um, or 23, um, the very last commercial, they put my hair in ponytails just so I could look a little bit younger, but I always looked really young for my age. Hmm. And I've done food commercials. I've done um, VO5 hair commercials, a Breck hair commercial, um, Singer Sewing Machine commercial, Sears commercial, um, just everything you could probably imagine that would be trying to sell on TV, I've done it. Huh. <laughs> yes. Now, I understand you also were uh, part of Sammy Davis Jr.'s Lake Tahoe Nightclub Act in the early 70s? Yes, yes. 1974. Um, we performed for two weeks at the Harris Club. We would do two shows a night, um, 8 o'clock show, like the dinner show, and then the late show. 
And um, on opening night, um, Elvis Presley was in the audience watching us. Wow. And his little daughter, Lisa Marie. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Sammy Davis Jr. would come in my dressing room wearing fangs <laughs> to be silly and goofy, and he'd pretend to uh, bite my neck. <laughs> <laughs> he was a character. He was. He was a lot of fun to work with. He was, yeah. Yeah. Now, how did you come about getting that part? Is it something you auditioned for, or did somebody... Yeah, I auditioned uh, for that um, with a gentleman named Mike Kerb, who's very big in the music mm-hmm. industry yeah. in L.A. And um, so I went on a couple of auditions for that. And I guess he really liked me, and uh, so I got to perform with uh, Sammy, and it was just the best. And then one day, um, I went across the street to the Sahara, and uh, let's see, uh, the Jackson 5 were performing there. And Michael Jackson was, you know, doing his uh, rehearsal, mm-hmm. and he asked me to come up on stage because he knew who I was. I, I don't know if he'd been to the show or what. And then, um, so I got to sing, kind of dance with him up there, and have some fun. So wow. that was very interesting. Huh. Now, now, how old were you then when you were with Sammy Davis Jr.? In 1974, I was 14. So at 14 years old, did you realize what a superstar Sammy Davis Jr. was? Um, probably not to the extent that I do now. Right, yeah. <laughs> but but I was just excited. I knew who he was, that he was a you know, very famous entertainer, but not to the extent of like icon and mm-hmm. you know, like like unbelievable. Um, I was just so happy that I got I love to sing and dance and I got the part. But I knew who he was, but later on, as I got older it was like 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 now it's like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I actually performed with him. Right, yeah. Yeah, it hits you it hits you later. Yeah. Now with uh, him being part of the rat pack, did you ever see any of those other members or you know, Dean Martin? I never or... I never met any of them, no. No. Um but I, I know all about him and I and I loved him, but I never met them in person. Yeah. yeah. Then later on you performed at the Grand Ole Opry? Yes. Um that was when I was uh, doing the Brady Bunch in nineteen seventy seven. Mm-hmm maybe April or May, I'm not sure. Um, but uh, I was asked to perform um, on Pop Goes the Country, which was at the Grand Ole Opry, uh-huh. um, with Ralph Emery, and I was also um, with uh, Marty Robbins. Mm-hmm. And I had a solo on that show, and I sang uh, Please, Mr. Please by Olivia Newton-John. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, now, how was it being there? I mean, you know, the Grand Ole Opry, you're, you're on a stage that has so much history on it. it yeah. I mean... There again, you were still very, very young, so it probably mm-hmm. didn't hit you, I suppose, huh? That one hit me a little more. Really? Only because I was country singer. So I'd grown up watching the Grand Ole Opry, and I was really into all the country singers. I knew everybody by name, every song they did. I mean, I had a repertoire of over probably 120 songs, mainly all country, that I would perform in nightclub acts that I would go and do. So the Grand Ole Opry was a big part of my life when I was younger, like growing up, because um, I always wanted to make it there and be there, and, you know, it's just an exciting time. Yeah. Now, in 76, in of course, what everybody remembers you for the biggest, of course, is uh, being part of the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. And right. how did you come about getting that part? Um, well, my agent just called and said, you're never going to believe this. They're, they're needing to replace uh, the original Jan on the Brady Bunch, and they're going to be having a variety hour. And, uh, you know, since, you know, Jerry's, you know, into the singing and the dancing, um, you know, they've asked, you know, to see her. So um, I went on the, the interview, and, you know, Sid and Marty Croft were there. And um, and they seemed to really like me. Um, I think I had at least three callbacks. Um, I'm trying to think. It was a hotel up in Beverly Hills, 
And the final interview was in the presidential suite. I remember that. Wow. And sometimes I would have to laugh or I'd have to cry. Or they would have a script where, like, Sid or Marty or somebody else, if they wanted to, like, visually and hear me, you know what I mean? And not just Mm -hmm. the part they wanted to actually take it all in. Somebody else would read the lines, like, pretending to be Bobby and Jan having a scene together. Mm -hmm. And then I would, um, they wanted to see me dance, so I brought my cassette tape player and with some music that um, I had just finished touring all over the USA and Canada with Renee Samard. Mm -hmm. So I had all these dance steps already. Thank goodness. So I did those, and I played my guitar, and I would sing for them. And um, then on my final callback, uh, they'd gone downstairs. I didn't know. And talked to my mom, said, oh, we just love your daughter. We want her so much. And, you know, she'd be perfect for the part, and she just would fit right in. And so, you know, I guess everything was finalized and okay. And I didn't find out about it till I was uh, I was a junior in um, high school. And I was called to my um, counselor's office. I thought, oh, my gosh, why am I going to the counselor's office? I've never been a bad kid. <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> you know, it's like, uh-oh, what in the world did I do, you know? <laughs> all this stuff's going through my in my head. So I go in there, and um, his name is Mr. Abrams. He goes, Jerry, I said yes. He goes, well, I just want you to know that you've been chosen to play Jan Brady on, on the new series, The Brady Bunch Variety Hour, and you're going to be needing to go to each of your teachers and getting work assignments from them so that when you go you know, to work, you know, I'll have my work for the um, studio teacher. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, I think I must have flown up and hit my head on the ceiling. I was just so excited. I know I was hopping up and down Absolutely. like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy. And that very next day, the very next day after he told me that, I was on set rehearsing dance numbers and, and the vocals and, and everything. Wow. It I, happened that fast. Jeez. Now, were you, the age you were, naturally... You know, that was the age that everybody was watching the, the Brady Bunch before. Yes. Um, were you a fan of the show before? Uh, of the regular absolutely, Bunch? 100% honest. I never really watched it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I have to be honest. No, yeah, I never yeah, really no. did. And, and I only say that because while they were doing that show, I was busy doing my commercials right. and doing guest spots on TV series. You know, and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. TV didn't fit into my schedule that much. So ah. I didn't really watch that much TV. Um, so I knew of it, and I and I know I'd seen it on TV, and I knew what it was about and the people that played in it. But no, I wasn't an avid follower hmm. of it. Yeah. But just because of my own career was going at the same time there. So right. Oh, yeah. You know, the show. Yeah. yeah. Now, you had quite a bit more musical experience than the other members of the Brady kids that were on the show. Um, mm-hmm. Do uh, Was there any resentment or anything when you went, you know, when you came onto the show? You know, you were the, 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 the new kid on the block, you know. Right, right. Well, I don't, um, I, I never felt it. Maybe they, they, you know, I never got that vibe um, from anybody. Um, and I think they were actually probably happy and relieved that I could do some singing and the dancing because that's what the show was about. And of course, everybody's going to want the show to be as best as it possibly can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had worked with Susan a couple times young, when I was younger on doing uh, Mattel Toys. Oh, really? So I was familiar with her. Uh-huh. Um, and everybody seemed to be really nice to me. And Robert Reed you know, came up to me one day and he said he was so happy to have me as part of the Brady family and that he felt as if I'd always been a part of the family from day one, 
that and he was just so happy to have me there. Hmm. So, you know, that, that eases your mind a little right. bit. Yeah. Um, plus, I'm so easygoing, outgoing, and I will try to fit in any which way I can, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that it wasn't that difficult for me because I was getting to, like I said like before, I was getting to do what I love to do so much is to do the singing and the dancing. Mm-hmm. But um, nobody had any hard feelings with me. I would hang out with Mike Lookinland and um, Susan a lot. and um, But everybody was just... Um, Really sweet, really nice. I can't complain about anything. Now, when you were on that show, uh, I usually ask this of, of shows that had young young people on it. Uh, mm-hmm. w- were there any crushes going on at that time or anything? I think the crush thing had been crushed. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think there was any crushing going on. I mean, like Barry and Susan. I mean, Barry and um, Maureen. Oh, I was going to say Barry and Susan? <laughs> yeah, I know. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Uh, we're going to edit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Barry and Maureen, they're in their 20s by now, and they had their own relationships going. And and um, so, no, there wasn't any crush going on, although I kind of had a crush on uh, Barry and uh, Chris. Uh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. As I was doing research uh, on your career and everything, I noticed that the first episode of the Brady Bunch uh, Variety Hour had Lee Majors as one of your guests and it, it's, yes. it's just funny because I just recently we posted uh, an interview with Lee Majors on, oh my goodness. on our show so it was kind of interesting to see that well, that's very cool <laughs> um, now do you ever see any of the other Brady Bunch people now um, I see who I see the most is Susan we've stayed in contact and uh, we're still like best friends and we have a lunch club and we usually go out to lunch once, once a month we have lunch and uh, with our friends and um, and Erin Murphy, uh, Tabitha from Bewitch. Ah, yes. She's in our lunch club. So, um, yeah, we're, always, we're, we're in contact a lot. Susan and I are in contact. Barry and I sometimes, um, but basically the others, uh, no. But I, I contact Barry every now and then, but Susan is the one that um, we're, I'm close to. Yeah. Of course, since that time, you've become known as uh, Fake Jan. Yes. And, and does that, how does that, how do you feel when you hear people call you fake Jan? <laughs> oh, well, actually, I kind of called that myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and the reason I did that was because, I mean, come on, this, this show is a crazy show. Mm-hmm. And never, uh, Brady has never, ever been replaced before. Yeah. The family's always been together. So that makes me, you know, kind of the odd one again. And just the whole irony of the whole thing. And I thought, well... You know, I don't want to be ever, like, misleading people, thinking, oh, I'm pretending to be the real Jan, yeah. because I'm definitely not. I want my own little niche, my own little fun, you know, so I thought fake Jan would, would be great, and, you know, it's kind of caught on. Oh, yeah, so, um, I mean... That's why I call myself fake Jan, because I'm not the real one, <laughs> but, um, of course, I, I was Jan Brady. Right. I did play Dan Brady, but um, I just like being called fake Jan, because that separates the two of us yeah you know yeah. but i mean it, you know, like you say it's become such a cult thing because like the simpsons have have done a parody on it and yeah and, uh, who was it uh, and tiny tunes tiny tunes yeah and and, El, and El, elmira or whatever it is it's been uh, parodied a lot actually yeah. and i think that was parodied on some type of star trek uh cartoon or something somebody sent to me so it's like it doesn't go away, yeah. you know. It's it's always there. <laughs> and on uh, the Gilmore Girls, oh, really? when they ask Rory, "What are you what What are you going to say you were watching when you got your acceptance into whatever college you was wanting to go to?" She goes, "Well, I'm going to say I was watching the Brady Bunch Variety Hour because here on their TV in the living room is playing the Brady Bunch Variety Hour." Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> now how random is that? <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, somebody yeah. must have. Somebody must have liked that. One of the writers must have keyed in on that. <laughs> exactly. <Huh. laughs> it makes you wonder what were they thinking, but it's cool. <laughs> is that that's not out on DVD, correct? Uh, the Bradman's Friday Hour is out on DVD. There are two shows on one <laughs> DVD. Now I don't know which two are on it, but there are two episodes. I think maybe the pilot is on it, and one other show. Oh, but they haven't is, released is on the, the DVD. They haven't released the whole series, like you know, no, like they uh, do without the, they most haven't. other shows. Yeah, oh, I wish they would do but, that. But, but we, but we do have a book coming out in September. I was going to ask you about that. Uh, yes. Can you give us a little idea about that? Yeah, it's called um, "Love to Love You, Brady's," mm-hmm. and um, it's going to be. Um, coming out, I believe, September 1st, and it can be pre-ordered at Amazon. And the full title is called Love to Love You, Brady's, The Bizarre Story of the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. Hmm. And it's like, how did America's number one favorite TV family wind up in what TV Guide called the fourth worst show in TV history? (laughs) (laughs) So this book is going to be awesome because it's going to be full of a lot of photos. There's never been a book done on this particular um, series, and there's going to be a lot of photos in this book, a lot of interviews from everybody that had anything to do with the show, from guest stars to people behind the scenes um, to everything. And I supposedly have my own chapter oh, in really? there. Yeah. So that would be very interesting. Um, but I, I hear it's going to be a really, really good book, and, uh, and I've, I've seen the cover of it, and it, it's a... Uh, Still fits the seventies. It's great. <laughs> now, did they consult with, to talk to you about uh, for interviews or anything for the the book? Oh, like like oh, like interviewing me for the book itself? Yeah, you yeah, say oh, you yes, have yes, a chapter. Yes. Did, did they talk to you? Oh, oh, in great length. Ah, yeah. In great length, yes. Everybody, anybody that has an interview in there was, um, it was a phone interview, and we talked at great length, you know, about things, and mm-hmm. and then we had to make sure that's what we wanted, or you know, that it was you know, said correctly, yeah. like, that's what I said, yeah, so, um, but it's, it's supposed to come out September 1st, and then Susan and I hopefully will be doing a book signings, oh. and interviews, and, um, you know, let people know that it's out there, yeah, so. yeah. it'll be very, very exciting. Yeah, I'm sure all, I mean, the Brady, you know, mob out there, <laughs> that, yes. you know. I mean, the people grasp everything Brady, so even if as bizarre as this show was, it's still widely talked about, and still uh, people love. To, they say they love to watch it uh, when they throw a party. <laughs> I don't know how much liquor might be involved, <laughs> but but they love to watch this show. And um, so, it, it, a true Brady fan, you know, um, everything Brady. So they'll they'll they'll, they'll enjoy love to love you, Brady. Mm-hmm. Now, a couple of other things that uh, I came across while I was digging up information is, is mm-hmm. it true that you were one of the top three finalists for the lead in The Exorcist? That was me. That was you? <laughs> definitely, that definitely was. In fact, I probably could have had the part had my mom said it was okay. She didn't approve? <laughs> no, she did not approve. Um, uh, there was a producer walking down the uh, hallway, and as I was learning my lines, and he says, oh, what part is your daughter trying out for? The Exorcist. And he looks at her, The Exorcist, and he said, well, I think before you uh, even, you know, make any decisions on whether she should do this movie or not, maybe you should go into the library or rent the book. He goes, because I have teenagers at home, and I keep this uh, book under lock and key. So my mom got inquisitive about it and went and read the book, and then realized 
in her mind anyways, because remember, I, I don't know if I'm 12 or whenever it was, mm-hmm. that it just, she didn't feel it would be the right thing, you know, for me to do. Mm-hmm. And on my final interview, I had to be um, hypnotized. My mom almost didn't sign the paper to do it, but I had to be hypnotized. And really hypnotized? Room. Yeah, because I guess really hypnotized, yes, because the um, certain things I guess you had to do in the movie, mm-hmm. I think it probably just helped a little huh. bit better for you to be able to do what you needed to do. Um, so when I went in there, they put a dollar bill on the ground, and they I remember them telling us, you will not be able to pick that dollar bill up off the ground. No matter how hard you try, you will not be able to pick it up. And for some reason, you know, they tried to hypnotize me, but I, I, I didn't go under. You know, I didn't go under. So, you know, I, I could pick it right up. But, yes, they um, would have us hypnotized. It was kind of weird. You wanted that dollar bill, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And I, I thought, well, if you hypnotize me, you know, for 100 bucks, maybe. <laughs> but not for a dollar. <laughs> Uh, you can get a dollar anywhere. <laughs> so, now, yeah, I, I probably would have easily uh, have played that part. That would have been a whole, uh, you know, then it's, you know, would you have gotten into the Brady's if you had t- taken that part and, you know. Exactly. I, mean, I don't know. It probably would have put another whole, twi- a different twist on my whole life and my whole career. <laughs> a, dif- a different spin on your life. No pun intended for the exorcist. There you go. <laughs> Yes, uh, but you also did another movie that just came out on DVD, correct? Uh, that I mm-hmm. mean, an old one of your older movies that has just come yes. out on DVD. Um, um, yeah, it came out April twenty first of this year, two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I and dismember, uh, Mama. I dismember Mama. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds I think like we said it's, that it's, unison. It's a good family <laughs> film, right? <laughs> oh, great family film! Yes, take all your kids to see it. <laughs> Yeah, it's you know um, they should have held it off till Mother's Day. I think <laughs> there you go, man. They blew it. They waited exactly um, thirty-five years. Thirty-five. Wow. And because it came out on you know VHS, but oh. the thirty-five years to, to the month it came out on DVD. Hmm. So and I I did not see that movie till I was forty. Wow. Years old because there was brief nudity in it, and even though it was a woman and I'm a woman and you got the same. Thing you know, um, my mom, being I was twelve, wouldn't wouldn't allow me to go to the movie, uh-huh. you know, the movies and see it. Um, but at that time, though, when it first came out, it was called I just I mean, um, Poor Albert and Little Annie. And I'm Little Annie, but then I guess they thought the uh, that wasn't a scary enough title for someone like for horror uh, fans, yeah. so they changed it to I Dismember Mama. That's but he, whole, you know, whole different things twist. happen in there. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole <laughs> different twist by just changing the name like that. Yes, a big one. Yeah. Huh. So that was cool. It came out. I haven't. I haven't got one yet. But oh, I'll, I'll pick one up sometime. <laughs> well, Jerry, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Uh, it's interesting hearing the the different stories oh, you've had. And, uh, it's been my pleasure. It's been great fun. I, I wish you luck with the. Uh, the, the book that will be coming out. and uh, Thank you very much. Love to love you, Brady's. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can get you and you and Susan on at the same time here when that comes out. Hey, we would love to do that. That would be fun. Yeah. Yes, we would love to do that and, and talk about the book. That would be yeah, great. Great. All right. Well, thank you very much, Jerry. Oh, thank you, Brian.
Well, we want to give a great big shout out to Jerry Rochelle and thank her very much for taking the time to talk to us. And she was a great guest on the show who gave us a lot of information about the Bradys there and everything. And uh, we are going to have her back again. And uh, that'll be coming up later in the fall, probably. So hope you'll stick around for that one. And um, let's see what else we got going on here as we finish up episode 55 of On Screen and Beyond. Uh, we also want to remind you, like I said, that uh, we have an episode coming out tomorrow, and we've had a lot of great guests in the last three weeks. It's, it's unbelievable the amount of people we've had, and uh, we're going to uh, have more for you. We've got a lot more shows coming and a lot of great guests, so we hope you'll keep listening. Tell your friends about it and uh, let them know about it. They'd probably enjoy some of these, so send your friends an email and if you're on MySpace, go ahead and uh, get on there and become a friend of On Screen and Beyond. We'd love to have you up there. And uh, we also put little updates about what's going on on the show on there. And uh, you just go to uh, myspace.com slash onscreenandbeyond, and you can see what we're doing and different things. And uh, also, like I said, uh, coming up on our next episode, we're going to have a guest from the brand new, not even out yet, sitcom this fall on abc called modern family stars ed o'neill and we are going to have one of the actors from that show as our guest tomorrow right here on on screen and beyond hope you're going to be here to join us for that one and uh, we got a lot of great guests like i said coming up in the future if you have any requests of people you'd like us to uh, try to interview send us an email at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com and we will see what we can do about getting those people on. We've had some good luck getting some great guests, great people here. And uh, we want to continue doing that, but we need your help on that. So if you want to try to let us know what you think, we can do it. And also, if you're on iTunes, post a message on there. We'd love to have you post something up there so iTunes knows what's happening, that people are listening to us and everything. So that's about it for On Screen and Beyond for this episode. The next one's coming out tomorrow. Until then, take care. Thank you.